be a tough son of a bitch. But he can't make an exploding ring worth a shit. present this podcast to you in all its glory they are the bearded wonders the twin sons from different mothers he is Blake he is Sal and together they are the Blake and Sal show and if you're not okay with that I have two words for you Show episode number 365 live from the construction zone here in Milwaukee. I'm your host, Blake. Let me bring on my co host first, the biggest film podcasting, the man apparently hanging out with dinosaurs today. Sal, how you doing? I mean, you know, sometimes it's nice to change it up a little bit, so why not live in fear for a day? <laughs> I- I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> leave that line alone. Um, I would throw it to the man in the middle of the mark, but he had to go run and answer the front door. He'll be back in a minute. <laughs> so, when I say we're in the middle of construction zone, we've had our, we had shingles on our roof broke a few months back. And um, we've had a we've had a roofers here literally since 7 in the morning banging and clanging on our roof right above the office where Mandy and CJ are. <laughs> and to the point where CJ is like, do you have anything for my head? Because my head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it has been that kind of a day. Now you know how I felt last year. Yes, I know. You don't with this problem last year. I was talking about this last year. <laughs> so I'm still tired from it. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> nothing to do with that. Um, so since dad's out here, he's had the opening. And this is Sly the Family Stone. Really? Everyday I couldn't people. tell. Yeah. This is everyday people. Sly the Family Stone. Sure. Good for him. Let's start the show when he gets back here. Well, he'll, he'll explain his reasoning. Um, help support the show and find all the platforms you can find the show and other products we work on at theblackandsouthshow.com. Sal? Uh, yeah, you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, um, shingles with our faces on it, and more <laughs> from our Public store. Uh, click on the Public link on our site uh, or go to Public and search the blakeandsalshow.com. Uh, and also, you can go to belowthecollar.com and search the show and get shirts there. Not all items actually available. I'm actually wearing the D5 the Mighty Duck t shirt. You can also buy it in our store. 
So you mean our faces aren't being plastered on the roof of your house today? That would be awesome, though. I'm not gonna lie, that'd be weird, <laughs> but awesome. Or at least like make like different colored shingles like look like your face, so that when planes <laughs> fly by, they can see your face, or at least our show website or something. <laughs> I love that idea. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are some Photoshop opportunities right there. <laughs> I mean, you're all about shameless plugs. Oh, I really am. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to commercial. We'll come back and we'll get started on things. All right. Well, before we even get into our run sheet, it dawned on me yesterday at work um, that last year, this week, last year, Sal was not, you were not on the show. You took the week off. And that happened to be the week that the world shut down. That, <laughs> that was this Oops. one year ago. Um, Oops. <laughs> for those who missed that, um, last year, uh, it was Wednesday night. I was watching NXT Dynamite like I do every single Wednesday. And um, that's when they announced the NBA was postponing. And Tom Hanks. Yeah, they were the COVID. first ones, right? Uh, yeah, NBA NBA first. But like Tom Hanks had COVID and like all that random shit that happened on that first night. That was March 11th. Um, we did record a show on March 12th with Rich Pan. And if you go back to that show, um, it was a weird show because we're doing a normal show. But at the same time, Rich, he works for a college and he is dealing with all the stuff on his end while doing the show with us. And then we preview a Ring of Honor show that ended up being canceled. So like, <laughs> it is the weirdest episode of the show, and you weren't even here for it. It was one of the greatest shows we've ever done. Um, but if you go back to the archive, look it up on my phone. It is um, episode episode three oh seven. It is actually called "Breaking the Corona," which is one of the funniest titles I think I've ever made. And in the description, this is exactly how it's worded. Recorded on Thursday morning, because obviously it was up on Friday. Recorded on Thursday morning. The coronavirus is the top story as the world is canceling, suspending, and postponing just about everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's been a year since that happened. <laughs> and we all feel like this. <laughs> you can see my, if my finger stops disappearing. I'm naming this one Betsy. And, and this one is um, Stuart. So Betsy and Stuart are not very happy. Oh my god. So that was they are my dinosaurs in the background, if if you don't know. That was very funny. So that was a year ago. So let's actually what we're gonna do here, since we're waiting for dad to get back. We do have some sports stuff to get to that dad has no interest in, really, because he knows he doesn't know what he's talking about most of the time in the sports world. He's not even hearing me say this because he's gonna look back to the show. So there you go. But let's hit this and then we'll get to that. You believe in miracles? Yes! There once was a referee born in Rockford. He refs such a terrible game. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. We have the heart of a champion. You cannot measure it. You can only feel it. And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly again. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother who don't take no crap of nobody. Cold. Very cold. The only tough part when it's cold is loading up the bus. Pain heals. Chicks dig scars. Glory. Last forever. 
think you're going to want to hear this. By the way, Sal, you texted me the other day that you actually found when that clip at the end of that happened. So I believe I that? believe that was when, yes. <laughs> how long ago was that? Uh, four years ago? Six years ago? It's a long ago. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. But yeah, I, that was the day. If I remember correctly, that was the day that I went to a Devils game, obviously. And I got a ticket for making a right on red, which, you know, is a thing in Jersey, you know, but apparently not around the rock when there's a game or something going on. And I was so bummed out. I was really pissed off because then, you know, and there was a line of us. It wasn't just me. There was like six cars that got pulled over because of it. And then it took like 15 minutes to get my ticket. I'm like, I want to get to the fucking game. Let me go. That's and amazing. then, yeah, that happened. Because <laughs> I remember you very texting because that's what we were doing a lot of on the road stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to like do the testing thing. We really didn't have features. There was still testing stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do on the road stuff, but I have no clue how to do on the road stuff. So I'm like, yeah. here, call in and then we'll do something. And that clip came from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've come a long way since those days. It's, it's, it's like my Henrique, it's over. <laughs> I, love I, I personally love that clip and I will always be in the sports intro anytime I <laughs> edit things out. I love that clip so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, I think I've he edited the sports intro like three or four times since then. It still kept that in there. Like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Um, speaking of road, on the road, that's my segue. Um, last week, um, so last week, Scotty went to, went to Phoenix to go to Milwaukee Brewers spring training. Now, how did that come about? He goes every year. He goes every year. Oh, okay. It's tradition. He goes every single oh, year. Okay. He's done, it, he's done it for the last eight years. It's completely traditional. And um, last year, he obviously did not go because of COVID. So this year, they went, you know? And I'm like, you know, we haven't had anything on the road in over a year. Like, literally, the last time we did anything like road coverage was me and dad going to NXT last February. <laughs> and we had just rescheduled D5, our D5 recording. And I'm like, Dude, you're out there. Record something and send it in. Like, place record something. And then it got bumped from last week's show because last week's show was so damn long. Like last week's show fell with over two and a half hours between our show <laughs> and the Cody media call. The show went over two and a half hours last week. There was no room for anything else last week. So I told him, "What bump it to this week's show?" So we did. So let's throw it to that. If you're on our Instagram page, you've already actually seen the video of this. He sent a full video presentation in. And it's actually on our Instagram page. It's like a two and a half, like almost three minute, like video presentation with narration and everything, and part like park footage and all this kind of stuff. Hmm. And also, the Brewers actually put him and a couple of his buddies on their Twitter page. Yes, saying there's fans here. We have fans here, and there were a couple of people highlighted. So that was pretty cool. That's nice. So let's go to that, and we'll come back. And we have some big breaking news that broke this week. Spring training 2021 is upon us. The beautiful palm trees, the ice cold beers, hot dogs on the grill, the sound of the baseballs hitting the bats. Most importantly, though, as you can see in these photos, social distancing was huge this year. 
At each stadium, they had a reduced capacity, and they forced you to sit in what they call pods, which was a section of four seats. Along these lines, you weren't able to stand on the fence. And you see outfield here at uh, Diamondback Stadium. Oh, look at those beautiful bloodies. Favorite time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, overall, the quality of play, obviously, it's still getting better as it's the first few baseball games of the season. As we take a look here, Orlando Arcia, swing and a miss for strike one. I'm sure that's probably what Euchre would have said at that point. Overall, uh, great experience, um, even with adjusting to everything that was going on. You had to wear a mask while you sat in your seats, uh, unless you were eating and drinking. And you could not eat or drink while walking through the stadium, which I thought was quite odd. Uh, but overall, like I said, a great experience. Um, always fun, you know, even with the precautions going on. And I get it completely, you know, they, they had to make sure everyone was safe. But um, as we take a look here at the Brewers Spring Training Facility in Maryvale, also known as American Family Fields, beautiful facility. We take a look at the Oakland Athletics versus the Milwaukee Brewers. Zoom in on the pitch. Here's from the outfield. It's always great to see the kids playing soccer. But yeah, as this being the one of the only sporting events allowing fans up to that point, um, there was a few. I mean, hockey was allowing fans, but uh, you know, it's just it's very different with everything being social distance. Um, it's uh, it's definitely going to take some time to get used to. I think everything will get better as time goes on. But it was definitely a, definitely a good time. As we continue with the photos and the videos, right back out in the outfield. And to wrap up our report on spring training, here we are being featured on the Brewers' Twitter site. And last but not least, our wonderful dinner. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed uh, this little look into spring training 2021. All right. Um, so, what a fantastic report. I know it was. That was awesome. Thank you, Scotty, for that. Um, so the NHL, last time we, when we last left you, um, did you know they were negotiating TV? No clue. <laughs> clue? Okay, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't know that either. What I did know was that I was listening to Carton and Roberts. I was listening to Carton Roberts every day on the replay the next day. Like, it's really funny, kind of like, here's Tuesday's show. I'll listen to it on Wednesday. It's just how the podcast side works. And Carton and Roberts are bringing, talking about how the NHL just signed a new deal with ABC. And I'm like, and Denise Pan, I'm like, huh? Like, I'm very confused because they never talk hockey. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, I was very confused. So then the next morning, NHL announces that they signed a new contract with ABC and Disney and ESPN. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? But I'm working, so I don't have time to really sit and like analyze what's going on. So then I sit down and I read it. And here is the news. Um, so this is on top of the NHL and NBC Universal deal they already have. So keep that in mind. Okay. You have a deal with NHL and NBC. They now have a second deal with ESPN ABC. <laughs> hey. And that and by the way, this is the first time they've been on ABC at ESPN since the 2004 Stanley Cup Finals. 
Wow. And that was pre-lockout, and that was Tampa Bay beating Calgary. <laughs> Calgary? Calgary. That was the last time. They were, what? Uh, and that was the yeah. last time they were in the finals. <laughs> well, go look it up. It was that crazy seven-game series between um, um, Calgary and Tampa where everybody had to fly from Tampa to Calgary the entire series. <laughs> One of the craziest series I've ever won. But that was the last game before the lockout, and that was the last game on ABC. Um, and rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. So now here's the deal. On top of the NBC deal. Seven-year um, television, streaming, and media rights. Exclusive coverage of the Stanley Cup Finals on ABC in four of the seven years. Between the other three years will be on NBC. Um, half of the Stanley Cup playoffs will be on ABC and ESPN. The other half will be on NBC and NB- and um, USA Network. Because by then, obviously, obviously, NBC Sports Network will not be a thing by the end of this year. And then we'll have right. 75 national games on, I'm oh, sorry, 25 exclusive national games on ABC and ESPN, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And then there were 75 national regular season games on ESPN Plus and Hulu. And then, if you have ESPN Plus, it, NHL TV is now going away and will merge with ESPN Plus. So, mm-hmm. Sal, your thoughts? Um, I had no idea, no idea whatsoever. Um, it's it's exciting, you know, that now they're on multiple uh, national channels, uh, yes. you know, and. And with with ESPN Plus and and their streaming service is doing very very well. Tied in with Disney Plus. Uh, tied mm-hmm. in with the Disney Plus, you know, if you do the bundle, it's huge. And you know, it's it's one less thing for NHL to worry about because you know they're they're getting rid of you know NHL TV and then giving the streaming rights to ESPN Disney. Um, it's a good thing. I I think it's a good thing and. Um, you know, it's it's going to bring more games out to the people because now they're going to have the NBC option, they're going to have the ABC option, and it's um, you know, ABC does a good job presenting games yeah. and stuff like that. As it is, you know, you know they do they do a fantastic job with uh, you know when they when they have the NBA uh, NBA games and stuff like that. So. I'm I'm excited, and it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be weird having a new look too, because when yeah. you know you watch those ABC games, it's gonna be so different. Yeah, I agree. It's gonna be bizarre. It's gonna it's gonna be fun though. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and with it's gonna be nice as hockey fans to have more options, and also hopefully that means more national <laughs> games for all the teams. Like, really uh, like- I just looked it up, Blake, because I was curious because so uh, we I had asked you the other day. Um, <clears throat> NBC got the rights. Back in 2005. Right. And their contract expires at the end of 2021. Oh, so it does expire this year. Ooh, that's, that's what that's what it says according to Wikipedia. I just Ooh. I just wanted to see just to see if it said anything. Interesting. It said that's the contract expires at the end of 2021. So I'm, I'm interested to see what happens next year now. Oh, my. I'm very intrigued. Because if, if I wonder, because maybe NBC is still negotiating. I mean, we have something. Maybe, maybe they maybe they're waiting to the end of the season. Because this has been a really fucked up two years. So, yeah. like, maybe they're waiting for the end of the season. Because she, because NBC Sports Network's going away. 
Right. And tying. And I wonder if that has it. anything to do with it. Maybe. Also, keep in mind, ESPN, they're saying ESPN, who knows? Maybe ESPN2 will be involved again, just like the old days. Or the Ocho. <laughs> if I, I, one request to ESPN, bring back NHL tonight. Please bring NHL tonight back. <laughs> I love that show so much. That was one of my favorite shows. <laughs> I know the NHL Network has their stuff, but like, I love NHL tonight. That was one of my favorite shows, like favorite like sports theme songs and everything. I love that show. All right. <laughs> So while we're talking hockey, that's that down. Welcome back to the show, Dad. Welcome to the show officially. Hey, so what's hey, funny? Uh, Dad just outside. That his glasses are still in sunglasses mode. No, my future <laughs> is so, my future is so bright. I gotta wear shades. That, by the way, Dad said that about Kenny Omega coming out yesterday. On yeah. Saturday. <laughs> so, oh boy. Hey, if we bring back ESPN Ocho, do we have the dodgeball championships on there too? No, I but like I want that. pro beach hockey. I want that back. Sal, please remember, remember Poby Taki. Please oh, I do. Oh, my God. For, for, for those who have – we just aged ourselves with that one, but Poby Taki <laughs> was a random show ESPN2 used to air between games, literally on a beach on rollerblades in the weirdest <laughs> rink I've ever seen, and it was hockey, but on rollerblades on a beach. It was so freaking fun to watch. I love that show. A- actually, I think – I think we should have the air hockey championships. I might actually do good on that. I might do good on that. <laughs> All right. Now that dad's back, we have things to do. So let's do this. Did somebody call for the nature boy, Rick Flair, to come on here and say a thing or two? you all deserve this. Under the sea. Under the sea. Don't worry, you could have seen the commando. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Akuna Matata! What are you for, Braves? Stop! Listen! Because... Because... I am Lance Catamaran. All right. <laughs> Let's get in here. How did he get that in? Why did that, why did that sound louder than normal? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but before we get into things, um, you had one passing that I know Dad actually knows we're talking about for once. It is um, Jim Crockett Jr. He passed away at 876 right before um, Dynamite last week. So literally right before we were actually we were on the air when the news came out. So we actually didn't know about it until Dynamite came on, and they didn't even have time to put a graphic up. That's how fresh the news was. So, um, Dad, Jim Crockett Jr., go. Jim Crockett Jr., part of the Crockett family that before became WCW, was Georgia Championship Wrestling. Flair was there. Uh, Ronnie Garvin. uh, You had um, basically Buzz Sawyer. uh, Other wrestlers that were in that area that were part of the Crockett promotion before they became part of WCW and the conglomerate and mess that it was. But yeah, a lot of his family were involved in the production of the show. Uh, he was the manager slash booker, uh, also basically ran talent. So he had a lot of different hats along with the family. So uh, he's going to be missed, and he was an integral part of George Championship Wrestling and WCW. 
All right. Well, there you go. Um, let's actually get right into things. This is one of those weeks I'm glad we do our show on Thursday <laughs> because every single one of these new items that dropped, dropped on Wednesday. Like, everything <laughs> dropped. They did news dropped on Wednesday, and then everything in our news section dropped on Wednesday. It was a weird week. So, go ahead, Sal. Start us off. Everything WrestleMania. Go. Uh, WWE announced uh, that the Hall of Fame uh, will take place on Tuesday, April 6th on Peacock exclusive, uh, honoring the 2020 uh, and 2021 classes. Yes, and we have our first inductee. Yeah, Molly Holly is the first 2021 inductee. Yeah, that was announced on the bump. Um, Great Gregory Helms, Shane Helms actually announced it. He was really emotional announcing it. So that was pretty cool. Um, so the Hall of Fame is happening. It's on Tuesday night. I, I don't I don't like the fact that they're merging classes though. Like, why can't they just roll over the 2020 class to the 2021 class and then go from there? Why do yeah. we have to do that? Well, here's the thing, and I agree with you, like that each class should have their own basically space and show to showcase the people that were nominated in, in the Hall of Fame um, to do two classes to me is you're not giving enough time or respect to the previous class and with the current class you know it seems like everything is going to be rushed and kind of compacted into to one show you're not going to have enough time allowed by the people presenting them and for the recipients so I mean if you're trying to cut on time you know hey why don't you do it two nights then? Oh, no, no. We don't have time for two nights. We don't have time for that. We have way too much stuff on the schedule. Well, wait a minute. You know, we can have the three-hour Ric Flair speech. Well, my whole thing is, and I think it was a wrestling ink that got brought up, 2020 was a wash. Everybody knows that. That's Correct. That news. Yeah. Then why don't we just say, everyone that was in 2020, we just take 2020 off the books and put 2021 on, and everyone else supposed to be inducted in 2020. It's now the 2021 class, and whatever you're going to do for this year, just do next year. <laughs> I, I don't understand what the problem with that is. Yeah, I know. I'm guessing it's logistics problem, but that's just my guess. I don't understand it, especially because I mean, it sounds like it's, not, it's going to be over Zoom anyway. It's going to be a lot like the, the um, WWE Slammy Awards, which, by the way, was their best Slammy Awards they ever did because like, <laughs> it was all over Zoom. But there was no like time restraints, so everyone had the time to do what they wanted. So that was nice. So like, if it's a lot like that, it'll be a fun time. I think it'll well, be a fun show if it's a lot like know, that was. If they're well, they're gonna do the Hall of Fame on Peacock, right? Yeah, but I don't know if it's over Zoom or it's okay. gonna be in the Thunderdome. They haven't announced that yet. I, I would I hope they would have it on Zoom also, because I'm not sure how many people actually get Peacock number for, for number one. Um. It, 13 million. Well, I mean, but I mean, in areas no, more than that, it's like 31 oh, million. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, whatever. So, I mean, whether or not people, plus, that's all I know. <laughs> you know, if people choose to have Peacock, that's great, but at least you have Zoom and that's another alternative. So. Well, no, 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 no. What I'm no, saying no. is the show will be on Peacock. Yeah. The point was, are the participants going to be in the Thunderdome and we do a show at the Thunderdome or if the Thunderdome's even a thing anymore, and I don't even know what the hell's going Thunderdome because baseball season starting soon, so I have no clue what's going out Thunderdome. Or are they doing it like the Slammies, where the entire thing was over Zoom and they had a studio set 
And they're like, let's throw it to this person. Let's throw it to this person. Let's throw it to this person. Or our truth could have hosted like he hosted the Slammy, and that was amazing. So <laughs> I, I, would, way, I would think if, if you didn't watch the Slammy Awards, go watch Slammy Awards. Our truth hosting it was hysterical. Just throw that up. They, they had the right MC for that. Oh, it was amazing. It was a so, great I mean, hour and a half. I would hope they would do it that way only because it would make more sense and logical. But hey, you know, Vince. Well, I don't know who's in charge of this. So. Well, so, speaking of Mania Week, we had more announcements on NXT. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, WWE announced NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, a two-night event on Wednesday, April 7th on USA, and April 8th on Peacock. Yes. So, for those who are not following along, that means here is the schedule for WrestleMania Week. We have Monday Raw, Tuesday Hall of Fame, Wednesday and Thursday, NXT, Friday, SmackDown, Saturday, Sunday, WrestleMania, and then Monday Raw. That is eight straight days of WWE content in at the near the end of a pandemic. And two of those nights are guaranteed to have fans. Maybe even four, because I'm not sure what they're gonna do for takeover. We're gonna have four nights with fans in an eight-day stretch. Which is insane. <laughs> and uh, what's not even include Dynamite, which is also going on that week. <laughs> it's also going on that week. You know, oh, I'll be day. overwhelmed by all these nights of wrestling that I'm going to have to have my catchphrase. Mass alcohol, por favor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's going to be a crazy, crazy week. But like I said to Mandy, WWE found a way to do an eight-day WrestleMania week in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> they found a way. <laughs> and that doesn't include Dynamite, like I said, and the indies are doing shows. So you have WrestleCon, and you have other stuff, go and I think GCW is doing stuff. So there's other stuff going on there on top of all this. <laughs> what about what you're wrestling? Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my Lord. So that's WrestleMania week. Sal, there was one other thing that happened this week that had nothing to do with wrestling, WrestleMania. So go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, good old John Laurinaitis has been named as the WWE head of talent relations again, right? Because wasn't that yeah. what he was before? Um, and, uh, yeah. Oh, maybe if I read on, I would know the answer. Uh, the job that he resigned from in 2012, I've been doing that a lot. Um, and then Mike Carino held the spot. Yeah. If, by the way, for those who watched um, Total Divas and Total Bellas, you know who Mark Carano is. He pops up all oh, the time on Total Divas. Yeah. <laughs> he's the guy oh, that's yeah. been on Total Divas for the last like seven or eight years. He's, 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 oh, yeah. I feel like he's, he's a character on that show more than some of the divas are. The mother and the women are on that show. <laughs> I remember one episode when he told the wrestler is no longer with the organization. Who told you to dye your hair? Oh, that was even Marie. Eva Marie, yeah. Eva Marie tried to change her hair color, and Mark Carrado yelled at her. Oh yeah, that <laughs> I remember. She did not get permission. No, to do it. That's oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. So Mark Carrado, I don't know what's going on with Mark Carrado. I, I don't know what's going. On. I like Mark Carrado, so I'm not sure what's going on with him. And I've also heard rumors that they're splitting up the talent relations department, where one's going to be dealing with talent relations, the other one's going to deal with like outside ventures. Like TV movies and all that kind of stuff, instead of all lying on one person. Hmm. Okay. So maybe that's what Mark Carano's doing, is doing that side of the coin, which is not a bad move. So 
That's I thought that was pretty interesting. Or maybe he's all elite. You know, if he should have yeah. been that actually would help them. I'm not going to lie. That would actually help them out. Yeah. He's really good at his job. So let, let's think about it. Big show, Christian. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. We haven't gotten there yet. It's not I'm sorry. Sheet. We haven't gotten I'm there sorry. yet. I'm sorry. He's ahead of, that always goes ahead. We'll get there. I'm sorry. But you, know, if you look at the handwriting on the wall, it's very possible. Well, we'll get there. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's, right. let's jump over to NXT first. Because normally I say it was good to Raw, but wow, I was bored this week. So let's go to NXT instead. Um, <laughs> obviously, Regal made that announcement about the two-day um, takeover. We also announced NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. And um, they made this big announcement, and they had the entire women's roster out there. Half of them have never been on TV before, so that was interesting. Um, <laughs> um, so then we had the officially named the Dusty Cup winners. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, the champions, which makes sense. They earned it. They earned that right to do that. And then, uh, immediately, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon challenged them for the belts. And then an hour later, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon won the belts. <laughs> yep. But then, 20 minutes later, um, Io Shirai challenged Raquel Gonzalez to a world title match. So, <laughs> it was a crazy night. <laughs> this is after Io Shirai defended against Tony Storm. So it looks like a takeover we're getting Io versus Raquel. So, Sal, your thoughts on all that just happened here? Um, I I expressed my my displeasure of the women's NXT tag titles because I feel like it's unnecessary. They had they have tag titles already that Supposed to be over all three brands, which I liked that idea. It was very interesting. You know, it, it really opened up the possibility of interesting feuds and stuff like that. And of course, nothing ever really came from it, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in a, in, a, in a sense, I understand why you know Triple H wanted his own tag team titles for the women's division in NXT. But I just I feel like I don't know. I just I feel like the one was enough. And like I had mentioned to you when we were texting about it, you know, if, if they wanted the tag titles that badly because, you know, WWE and, you know, Raw and SmackDown are not doing a very good job with the titles they already have, they should have just taken those titles and moved them over and made them NXT exclusive. Like they did with the um, cruiserweight title. Yeah. Which I agree with. Which I agree. But by the way, before I even told you that, the cruiserweight division is getting a lot more interesting because, as everybody knows, um, um, Escobar is the champion. Well, Jordan Devlin, who is the also the cruiserweight champion <laughs> over NXT UK, announced this week he'll be at NXT next week. Oh, so that just got interesting. <laughs> really got interesting. So, oh, it it looks like we're heading for a unification match, which I'll have no problem with. So TakeOver is definitely shaping up quickly. Dad, your thoughts on the Tag Team Championships? Here's the thing. How much of it would, that Regal, I mean, when Regal was speaking, was, you know, scripted, how much of it was a shoot? And how much of it was Triple H telling him what to say? <laughs> yeah, earpiece or whatever. But if that's the case and they were frustrated about the situation and he figured this is the only way that they feel they could give recognition to the women's division, then I applaud that. And here's the thing. 
if you got a men's tag team championship, why it, it should be logically you should have women also to recognize your female talent. I mean, I agree. You know, if, if you're giving all this recognition to the male locker room talent, and you're going to say, well, you know, we want our women's division to shine, but we only want them to shine on Raw and SmackDown, then you're shitting on them at being in NXT. What's interesting here is everyone's like, there's so many belts, there's so many belts, there's so many belts. And I agree with that. There are a lot of belts. But at the end of the day, in NXT, we now have, we have the Worlds, we have the North American, we have the Tag, we have Cruiserweight, which technically is on 205 in here. And then we have the women's and we have the women's tag. There's only six pairs of belts here on NXT. And the funny part of the taxing division in the men's, there's like three feuds going on right now. So like taxing division in NXT is like on fire right now, which is great. You know? Here's <laughs> like, my suggestion. If you want to remove a belt, the North American belt gets removed. No, North American belt's fine. No, it's, it's not. I think it's great. I think, yeah, no, here's the problem. The North you American need a mid-card belt, title. They need a mid-card title. You need one. AEW's got the TNT championship. What's the difference? Well, my, my thing is this, is if you're saying there's so many belts... Yeah, I'm not saying the North... there is. I'm okay. not saying there is. I'm okay. saying people are saying that. Right. People are so, saying there's a lot of belts in the WWE in general. Right. So I'm basically, NXT, if not they really. feel they want to remove a belt, the best thing for them to do, they will say, okay, let's remove the North American belt. No, I would say move, if you're going to move a belt, Cruiserweight Championship is the one to go. I think the Cruiserweight I, Championship. I, I agree with that because here's what the thing. I would do. What I would do okay. is unify the Cruiserweight Championship and, and keep it on Jordan Devlin. Right. And then keep that over in NXT UK as a secondary belt to Walter's belt. Right. Because that's what I would do. Because here's the thing when you're talking about Cruiserweight, right? How much there is no cruiserweight anymore. That's not a thing. And anymore. I was I was about to say it. How much recognition if you still have a cruiserweight division do they get? They get none. They get don't get recognized at NXT. The problem is here's the problem with the term cruiserweight. And Sal, you'll probably agree with me on this one. What the hell is the difference between a cruiserweight and Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan? About 15 and, pounds. Oh, yeah, a few no. pounds. <laughs> and Rey Mysterio. And like wrestles like, like what's the difference? There is no difference. So there is no diff- there is no point to a cruiserweight division in 2021. There is no point. There really is no point to it because everybody is in different Johnny Gargano should be a cruiserweight, but he's correct. He was a world champion a couple of years ago. Correct. So like Adam so, Cole so, is technically a cruiserweight. <laughs> so so here here's the th- theory. I'm spitballing this. Let's remove the cruiserweight titles altogether and keep the North American title and basically have these people go for the North American championship. I think that would be a better fit. I agree with you. I'm agreeing with you there. Like, I'd love to see like Shane Strickland go after Johnny Gargano uh, or like Escobar go after the belt or something mm-hmm. like that. I'd love to see that happen. And then you still do personal feuds. Like you still do that. So Austin theory. Austin Theory, whenever the hell they figure out when he stops being a man-child, then he can go after a belt. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I, I can't. I can't with all the... I, I love the way... Well, Austin Theory is driving me crazy right now. He is driving me nuts. Having a bad tantrum. I would move on. AW, before we get to Revolution, because of when we recorded last week's show, mm-hmm. we didn't even get to talk about this, but um, Shaq, Jay, Shaq, Jane Cardhill, Cody, and Red Velvet 
that happened on Dynamite last week. Um, thoughts, Sal? <laughs> uh, first of all, he he why why was he dead at the end? <laughs> um, second of all, I don't know if you saw that video that surfaced online, but you know, you know, keep in mind there's a, a small live audience. Right. And they did that whole um, uh, ambulance thing, and they loaded him up in the ambulance. And then they, yes. what are they? They came back from break, and he was mysteriously gone. No, no, it wasn't even back from break. It was like five oh, seconds we... later. It was like yeah. five seconds. And um, somebody in the audience uh, was taking video of the ambulance, like and you. he was just very nonchalantly escorted out of the back of the <laughs> ambulance and rushed backstage. Fantastic. That's fantastic. And I was looking at this video and I said, they really, they they didn't even like try to hide it. It was like so obvious. And they were, I think, banking on the fact that people were paying attention to the, the big screen. Obviously they were not. And I'm like, like this guy wrestling. is seven feet tall. Like you can't hide that. And how do, do you not know wrestling fans at this point? <laughs> no, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Oh my, oh my god. Or all there that. was no curtain. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You solved it. Here's my thing. I thought the match was all right. All right. Not great. Not even good. But passable. <laughs> passable. <laughs> like Shaq was better than I expected. I don't understand the hype of James Cardhill. I don't understand the hype. I actually think Red Velvet's a good wrestler. Cody, I don't know what the hell Cody was doing. <laughs> I have no idea what Cody was doing. I feel like I've been saying that for like six months now. I don't know what the hell Cody's doing half the time. Um, like ever since he got the Go Big Show, he's on his own little world. I don't know what the hell's going on. But um, Cody, to, 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 to Shaq's credit, to his credit, he did take that table spot, which I did not see coming. I did yeah. not expect him <laughs> to go through two tables. And then and, he died. And then he died, yeah. But I did not expect that. I did expect Red Velvet to get pinned because I knew they were not going to have Shaq lose, but I also didn't think that Cody would pin Shaq or something like that. I didn't, it wouldn't be good for Shaq to pin Cody or anything like that. So, Dad, your thoughts? Well, um, I, I I think this was done for one, maybe two reasons. One, basically to get some of the ratings up if they thought they were dropping ratings. And two, this it, it is a worked. way to promote. It worked. <laughs> they they uh, wanted to promote the NBA on TNT. This is the way to do it because Shaq's part of the commentary. No, 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 no. You have it backwards. You have it backwards. Is well, it backwards? for the NBA and NBA and TNT to promote Dynamite? You have it backwards. <laughs> well, this is this is the way I was looking at it because that's the way it was presented. But no, now, but it was definitely the other way around. Right. <laughs> but you know, if you look at for what it's worth. And the little feud between Jade and Red Velvet, uh, I, I as a fan, didn't really buy it because if you look at Jade and you look at Red Velvet, to me, Jade is all show but no go. I agree. And, and Red yeah. Velvet, the way she was wrestling, she wrestled circles around Jade. Now, if... Uh, AEW has several dollars invested in Jade, then I think someone should tell Jade to basically pay attention to wrestling classes because she is stiff as 
hell. The funny part is that Jay started at the performance center and got released. Yeah, and there and now you know the reason why. Yeah, she started Ooh. at the performance center and got released during the pandemic, came over here, and this is her first AEW match. She didn't even have matches on dark. This is her first match. See, here's the thing with Miss Jade is she's got Cardo, atti- whatever. <laughs> she's got attitude by by nothing, and her attitude. Oh, the charisma is fantastic in the ring. She ain't right. good. But the thing is, her attitude causes things to happen to her intentionally. I mean, because I think she, when she was in the performance center, she probably told the coaches, "Well, oh, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. You don't have to tell me this. You don't have to tell me that." Her attitude speaks volumes. And if she's carrying that same type of attitude in AEW, I guarantee Miss Jade Carhill hit the bricks. Um, by the way, I'm going to move on to something. But I looked up at the screen, and Sal put his head back, and now he's like a dinosaur on his body. It's hysterical. It's really Sal's head's gone. Um, oh, my God. So I, need revolution. I need to rest my spine. Revolution. Send the ambulance. This past Sunday, Sunday night, which by the way, I did not like it being a Sunday night. I prefer AEW show to be on Saturday, but I understood what happened there. There was a UFC show and all the kind of stuff. I got it, but like uh, waking up on a Monday morning after an AEW show is not fun. Um, so, Revolution, before we get to the card, look at our breakdown. I went seven and one with my picks. Like, holy shit, I did not know it was that good. Peter. How the hell that happen? Yeah, the only match I got wrong was the tag team battle royale because the team that won was the team in our like listing. So, so I was seven and one. Sal was five and three. Dad was four and four. That puts me. I don't know if anyone's seeing behind me. What's going on behind me here? Um, <laughs> I know. I see her. I see her in the camera. Um, twelve. I'm now at twelve and five. Sal's at 10-7, and Dad is raining up the rear at 7-10. and 10. And <laughs> It's not really going to help Fastlane, because Fastlane is like two matches. Hey, he's like the New Jersey Devils. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Buffalo Sabres in our division. Buffalo Sabres, thank you very much. Um, can't beat Buffalo, but Buffalo can't pass in the standing. It's weird. I don't know how that works. But anyway, um, funny part about, we do have Fastlane, which we'll talk about next week. But, like, I think Raw forgot Fastlane is happening, because SmackDown is the only one announcing matches. So I don't know what's going on with that. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe it's a, a all SmackDown pay per view. You could do that. It'd probably be a better show. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, I'm not going to go through the entire card here, but I will do the highlights. First of all, well, we'll talk. I'll start with the main event because this was a cluster ending. But I enjoyed the so the match. I was very emotional. This is the exploding barbed wire death match. Kenny Omega beat John Moxley with help from the Good Brothers. Um. So I had a lot of emotion to this one where I was enjoying myself and then it got out of hand. And then at one point I literally said, I'm done. I'm done. I can't, I can't handle it anymore. And then it got good again. And then the ending happened and then boom. Before we get to the boom, let's talk about the match. Sal. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was good. I mean, I, I don't know. I was expecting something a little different. Um, it was fun for what it was, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I was expecting something a little different. I, I will say, 
I will, I'm going to compare. I'm going to, this is going to really a lot of people are like, what the fuck am I talking about? The, the worst gimmick match I've ever seen was in, was in TNA. It was the electrified steel cage match. And mm-hmm. when they didn't even bother to actually electrify the cage, and you just had a weird humming in the in the building, <laughs> and they had to fake react to electric being electrocuted. At least in this one, at least we had actual like fire and flames and like stuff go off when they hit the ropes. At least we had that. <laughs> to their credit. Was that particular match in WCW or WWE? But the one I'm talking about, that was yeah. TNA. That was TNA. Because I remember it was like Team 3D and like things like that. It was a really bad match. I just remember <laughs> Team 3D being in the match and Bubba Ray running into the cage. Oh no, it was Devon running into the cage, supposed to be electrified, and like jumping in the air like he was electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, it's Tom and Dreamer. It was so funny. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen, but it's a waste of fucking money. <laughs> Forget that. Anyway, Dad, you're on the match. Where do I start? Well, probably with the match. Okay, well, yeah, but. We are reaching the end of the show. We have to go. So go ahead. God, okay. <laughs> I thought that the match, at least half of it, was done very, very poorly. Oh, really? Okay. Um, you know, you get more emphasis on, on the bobbed wire and, and the blood, which was which was good. Okay. That, that, Sal, is it barbed wire or bobbed wire? <laughs> Barbed Robert wire. wired, barbed wire, or Bob wire? Which one is it? <laughs> Robert wire. Robert. <laughs> we were having this argument well, during the are, Aren't Bob wire and barbed wire married? <laughs> the argument we're having during the paper view. <laughs> I'm writing that down in the title of the show. <laughs> I can't continue. <laughs> I mean, the parts that had the blood, okay, no problem. You know, and I understand that Matsu's probably gonna get more blood on him than Kenny because you know hell you don't want to make Kenny look weak. But the explosions, quote unquote, uh you had the microphone under this <clears throat> underneath the stage for the sound, and you had some fireworks that were there, and you know, you can tell that the wrestlers kind of you know, with, with the movement and the bumps. There was a fantastic photo. That AW sending their press photo that made the match look so much crazier than it actually was. <laughs> My thing is, if you're gonna have explode M80s, we're not talking about the firecrackers M80s. <laughs> I guarantee you, that's a deafening sound, and you'll sell the match better. But she didn't do that, and of course, the end. Uh, we'll talk about that now. The ending for those of you missed uh, it, and you heard the opening of the show. Um. Yeah, um, everyone's expecting things to blow up, and there was a countdown and an air siren, and Eddie Kingston came down to protect John Moxley, turning face, which was fantastic to see. And then they, we they, we had a siren, and then we had a count, and the crowd was going crazy. Even South Africa was like, "I'm tense. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm intense." And all of a sudden, we had fireworks go off the corner the corners, and that was it. And the fish had a stroke. Here's the thing, and the flipping smoke machine underneath the ring to basically make it look worse than it was. I call bullshit and shenanigans. I couldn't believe it. I, I still can't believe it looking back. <laughs> it so ridiculous. You know, 
And and I understand Eddie Kingston was trying to save the finale because he knew that it looked bad. I gotta give him credit, but the explanation he gave was so flipping. Oh, Quick pass. Sal hasn't watched Dynamite yet. So I'm just going to say, spoiler alert, real fast for Dynamite Sal, because this is really funny. Go ahead. Go okay. <laughs> so, I mean... Okay, so... On I, I, out, of a scale, out of a scale of 1 to 10, I give the main event a negative 2. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Um, I don't want to say negative 1, because I don't want to have him confused with negative 1. Anyway, um, real fast. On Dynamite this week, you know, this is like the second segment of the show, so this is fantastic. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley were having drinks in front of a fire. <laughs> As you do. As you do. And they were talking about it. And Eddie Kingston went and said the reason he freaked out is because he was having mental flashbacks to when the last time he was that stressed out and he was told he might end up going to jail. And that's what he had. A, and then when he, that happened, he passed out in jail. And that's why he had a flashback to the worst time of his life. And he thought they were going to blow him up. He thought they were going to send him to Rikers. Yeah. That's why he was dead in the ring? That's why he was shocked. And he passed out like he did when he found that he might go to Rikers. That was his explanation. <laughs> he said <laughs> it was his bad anxiety attack that caused him to pass out. So they tried their hardest. But just to note, there, that was I'm not this week was a hilarious segment with Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, and I, I if they tag team for a while, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with it. Damn straight. All right. Um, Darby Allen and Sting, Team Taz, um, Street Fight Cinematic did this while they were setting up the ring for the main event. I enjoyed this a lot. I really, really, really enjoyed this. Apparently, Darby Allen was the director of this. And oh. he, he was in charge of this. Tony put him in charge and let him do whatever oh. they wanted. So he what we saw with his vision. Okay. And I thought it was great. I really loved it. Oh. Yeah, it was. Um, I thought it was very well done. Um, it was dark and it was fitting for the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked the location. The location was good. Um you know, he he did that, that crazy jump off that third story window or whatever, which was insane. Oh my god, um, that was insanity! But yeah, you know, that was really enjoyable, and I I, I had fun. A lot of people poo pooed on it, which whatever you know, they're the AEW haters. No, no, not even that. Some people just hate cinematics in general. Well, that too. Yeah, that's oh. true. But um, you know, he I thought Dar- yeah, Darby Allen did a pretty good job directing it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was done very well um, and the spots where it looked like he and Sting were you know gonna fall and, and, and not overcome and win you know it was back and forth back and forth but you know gotta give credit to Darby Allen uh, his vision of this whole match he, he put his stamp Tony put a stamp of approval on it and he did a great job and I look for better and bigger things for Darby Allen. Uh, and if they're going to do ma- more matches like this in the future, fantastic. So I, I will say, though, on Dynamite this week, Darby did get one of the biggest pops of the entire show, which was great to hear. He deserved it. I thought that was great this week on Dynamite. Um, surprises on Dynamite. First of all, I'm not going to talk about the women's situation. That was weird. But um, all of you, Ethan Page. He debuted in the ladder match. That was awesome. And as Dad mentioned at the beginning, Christian Cage debuted 
as the Hall of Fame-worthy mega signing. I put in my quotation marks up to that because that was a weird hype thing they did before the show. But um, it's a page of Christian Cage. Dad, go ahead. And sorry, I didn't mean to give it away. You're fine. I'm sorry. Um, I, you know, and he says this uh, at when he was on for the brief time for WWE, and he he's made it clear that um, if Edge can kind of come back and wrestle, then he can come back and wrestle. Actually, that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. Actually, um, Christian was actually Christian Cage was actually on Renee's podcast this week. And okay. He broke down the entire thing, and um, this all happened. Nothing to do with Edge. This had nothing to do with Edge. Okay. What it was was he got involved in that storyline with Orton, right? And he realized that he felt terrible, and that one segment they did, the non-segment, that first segment he did, and right. then he went to the doctor, and they realized that he was cleared. They realized that he didn't have concussion issues anymore. So it's like, oh, okay, let's go with this. And he got himself in, tra- in, in shape, and that's when he ended up at the Rumble. So that's what happened. Okay. So I, I, to me, this is a huge feather in the cap for AEW. Uh, with the fan base he brings and the pops he gets and the charisma he also brings, to AEW, I mean, this is all pluses, and and for Tony Khan to do this, you know, he, great looking out because now you've got a person that will basically breathe life into a storyline that basically you've had either go nowhere or had a chance at the last minute. So this is good, and the way the storyline is going with Christian. Oh, no, no. Don't say anything. I'm not saying anything else. Don't say I'm anything. just saying the way storyline is going with Christian, this is a plus. Well, well, we'll get into that next week. Trust me. I do want to talk about everything that happened on this week. This week's Dynamite was a reset show, so I don't want to get into a lot of things, but nope. I'm not seeing it yet. Got it. Now, your thoughts on Christian Cage? Um, so a lot of people were like, oh, Hall of Fame worthy. That's stupid. But think Hall about it this worthy. way. He is Hall of Fame think about it this way. Edge and Christian will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. I 100% agree. So mm-hmm. that's where that line comes from. So people saying that he's not Hall of Fame worthy, maybe not solo. Actually, I thought him all seriousness. I thought he was bound to be in the 2021 class. I really did. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. But at the time, <laughs> like at the Rumble, I thought maybe he was bound to be in that class. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but I mean, we'll see what he can do. I mean, who's to say that he's going to be mainly backstage, uh, you know, uh, mentoring and then just like a little bit of TV time, like effects, like supposedly things going to be, but what I want to see, and I know we joked about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see um, uh, uh, a Brian cage and Christian cage tag team match versus uh, Ethan page and diamond Dallas page with uh, hangman, Adam page as the special guest referee. And then WWE's page as the special ring announcer. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? So wait a minute. So the match is going to be called Cages and Pages? In page Cage Match, yes. <laughs> in a cage. In a cage. <laughs> in a with, cage with, surrounded with Bob, by with surrounded by and, and exploding things. Pages of books. 
the page cage match. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Are you, gonna, are you, are you saying they're going to use the Dr. Seuss's band books? <laughs> I, 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 that's the new title of the show now. Thank you. It's shorter than the old one. Thank you. Um, page. <laughs> Hangman Adam Page. He um, beat Matt Hardy with help from the Dark Order. And I feel like this is a storyline that's been going on since the end of the year when we obviously, when the Dark Order turned face and he finally gave the Dark Order a big hug, which I thought was a great moment. It's almost a shame negative one wasn't there for this, but he did have to be home for school the next day. And, um, <laughs> um, but I, I will say this, there's a hilarious, hilarious photo that came out of this week's Dynamite of the Dark Order and Hangman and a electric scooter. I'm going to leave it at that. No, no. It wasn't an electric scooter. What was it? A lawnmower. Sorry, electric lawnmower. It would make a lot more of lawn. It was amazing. There you go. It is, it is so funny. And it will make a lot more sense when you see the picture and you see it on Dynamite. It, it's so funny. Because I saw the picture before Dynamite. And I'm like, what the hell is this picture? Because there was no context, no explanation, no nothing. Just this picture on Hangman Page's Instagram. <laughs> there was no context to it. Um, so that's that. Um, we, we are setting up a Young Bucks Pack and Phoenix match, which I am extremely excited for. I will not be shocked if they announce that for April 7th. I will not be shocked. And still, Peace Guy faced off against Darby Allen this past Wednesday. Any thoughts, Sal, on either one of those matches that finish up the show here? Uh, the tag team match should be very fun to watch. And um, Scorpio Sky and the big giant Sonic Ring. Thumbs up. What the hell was that? that (laughs) (laughs) There was, I I don't think I sent it to you because I don't think it was something that was like shareable, but I saw a quick video online. I don't know if you remember the Sonic the Hedgehog games, but there's that one part part of of the ring. uh, Yeah, but but the big giant ring, and then it brings you to that bonus level where you bounce on the walls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody did that. He grabbed the ring off the ladder. And it transported him into that little bonus level. And then his God. face is bouncing around all over the walls. And it was hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so weird. <laughs> Actually, you know what that was? That was just an oversized bagel on steroids. <laughs> I guess that one came full circle. <laughs> Oh, let's get holy shit. Let's get out of here. Um, (laughs) let's wrap up the show. Let's get around to it. We're gonna close the show. Are we gonna circle back to it? Oh, jeez. We're gonna circle puns for the rest of the show. Scotty McCreary, new time. We're gonna close the brand new Scotty McCreary single that I heard. Oh, I like this. So we'll close with this. Sal. Take it away. Now, yeah, for more information on our uh, perfectly rounded out show, <laughs> you can go to our website, theblakeandsalshow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages, and comments, or leave a rating and review, and we will circle around to it and read it on the show. Hopefully not too much later. We are part of the Wisconsin um, Podcast Association and the National Podcast Association. For more information, go to wisconsinpodcast.com. Dad, say your thing. I think it's got a ring to it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's good. All right. Hey, as always, please, please, whatever you do, we're we're rounding the corner. (laughs) (laughs) 
There you go. I had to get another pun in. I'm sorry. Please <laughs> do your thing. Go. We only got three minutes on. Go. <laughs> Please mask up, wash your hands, social distancing. Uh, the vaccine is your choice. You can either choose to get it or not to get it. But we're doing something right, and the numbers are coming down. And just in a little while, hopefully, we'll all be able to get together and have a good time. So treat each other nice, coexist, let's all get along. And if you have a in local independent wrestling organization where you live, please patronize these people, but do so safely. And you'll be amazed at what these young men and women can do because they want to basically show up for you what their talents are because they want to get to that next level and grab that brass ring. There it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. All right. Next week, uh, let's, round, let's, um, let's circle back and round things up here. Um, next week, we will preview Fastlane if WWE actually announces matches for it. And um, also, we'll talk about this past week's Dynamite because they did have a lot of, like, we, we started storylines, we refreshed some things, and we have a whole bunch of new storylines to talk about. So we'll talk about it on next week's show. Um, I know Dad said the vaccine is your choice, and 100% agree with that. But I still say get your damn vaccine so we can all get out of this pandemic. Because <laughs> the sooner you do that, the sooner we can get back to normal. Or whatever normal is. I don't even know what the whole normal is anymore. But we'll figure it out. Um, that being said, let's get out of here. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, love each other. Give each other respect. Treat each other with kindness. And we're going to get together real soon. See ya. Hiya. We love you guys. Thank you so very much. Goodbye. And good night. Bye.